This is what it's all about. This is why we have done over 50 episodes of That's Freaking Wrestling in the year 2023. It is here, guys. It leads up to this, part two of the Best Of series. We had a great time on Christmas Eve. Shout out to everybody that brought in their holiday with us. We love you guys. We appreciate you for that. That was some fun topics, right? We had a good time with it. You know, had some good conversations. It's coming down now. We're getting down to the shits on this one. We're getting down to it. I haven't even looked at the poll results that we put up on Twitter. Thank you for everybody that, that voted. If you guys have not voted or you didn't vote, sit back, get you a nice, cool drink, whatever you're drinking. If you're drinking some alcoholic beverages, represent. If you're just drinking pop or water, do that too. Have a fantastic time. We are going to rock and roll this podcast. Ain't no time limits on this one. This is getting down to the nitty gritty nine oh categories. Okay. And I know already that there is some categories where there should be some good conversation on it on who won who we voted for and our thoughts behind it once again everything leads up to this episode like i said this is episode actually 95 of the tfw podcast that's freaking wrestling if you don't know now you know i am your host matt joined by my two co-hosts three the hard way rhodesia is in the house ishan is in the house rhodesia of course i know you had a fantastic christmas we were together you can tell the folks how your Christmas was. Eshan, you tell the folks how your Christmas was. Christmas is great. You know, I live uh, for my kids now. So um, I didn't get them a lot of things this year. So I was kind of a little sad. I'm like, man, I didn't give them enough things. But these little boys got like these uh, um, Mario Wonders Seed game. Fun game, by the way, on Nintendo Switch. Switch, okay. And they wanted this uh, DLC for Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which I also have them for a Switch, right? Now, of course, downloadable content is just that. It's downloadable content. It's not really a physical thing. I can get them for it. Okay. So my little one, my five-year-old Ian, was so disappointed, right? <laughs> disappointed that I didn't get this thing. He started boohooing at one point. Oh, man. Like, he didn't think I got the, the DLC. It's like, where's the DLC? He's crying, right? I'm like, okay, let's go ahead and, and install the games we do have. So, of course, with DLC, I, I purchased it the night before. When he turns the, the TV on, switch on, it prompts him to download the downloadable content. Cool. These guys scream. They're running around the house. Now, mind you also, this downloadable content is literally just costume skins for the characters they already have. That don't matter. Ian goes, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> and this is what they proceed to do. For the next three to four hours, and like all of like the twenty something toys I bought them are still were still in the boxes, just where they left them at, and they're just playing these costume skins. So great day for for dad because they were happy at the end of the day. Love it, love it. Awesome, awesome. And I just touch on we're at a point where our child is at an age where he's buying us gifts now, and so Matt and I wake up to like this little. Not even like a scavenger hunt, but just like a welcome to like Christmas. And I remember the night before he had said, Ma, hurry up and go to sleep because Santa needs to come. Hopefully I didn't let the cat out the bag there. <laughs> so um, Matthew got us some really cool thoughtful... Well, you wouldn't have, but when you double backed and made a comment about it. Then... <laughs> and I paused too. I was like, yeah. shit. Are you way? So anyways, um, we're, we're at that age and our son is at that age where we're just super blessed. One, Matt and I are able to celebrate Christmas together 
and exchange gifts as a couple, but our son being able to, and the pride that he has when he gives it to us. I mean, that it makes me feel good to warm it all inside. So don't want to get too emotional because we're about to get heated now. Come on, let's go. Matt or Matt, yeah. tell me, yeah. tell us how you felt. No, it was great. Fantastic. Um, my Detroit Lions are Detroit Lions gave us the best Christmas gift we could possibly get on Christmas Eve. And we are NFC North champions. Long time coming, and we will continue to rock this thing out. So if you are a Chicago Bears fan, you are a Minnesota Vikings fan, if you are a Green Bay Packers fan, I am going to apologize in advance for what's going to happen to you guys for the next three to four years as we run rough shot over this division. So my Christmas was already perfect <laughs> at that point. Uh, but yes, but to your point, of course, just being with, with you and, and Matt was awesome. And uh, we had tickets. We had originally gotten Matt uh, Travis Scott tickets when he came to Chicago. And then the concert got postponed. And now the concert, I think, is January 3rd. So he is all of that's like his favorite uh, artist, like of all time. Like he gets all of his swag and everything from Travis Scott. So he is completely all about that uh, show here in, I guess, a week, a week and a couple of days. Uh, and I am completely all about this show. Nine categories. We're going to start off hot. We're going to go right to it. Like I said, I have not seen these results yet. So I am in real time pulling up Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, follow us. That's FNW. We are also on Instagram at the same. That's FNW. On YouTube, that's Freaking Wrestling, where you can see this entire episode in its totality. Let's start with the most popular wrestler of the year. Okay. Let me see here. Let me pull up our beautiful, beautiful music. Which music was it? Was it this one? No, it wasn't that one. This is the old school one. You know what? Just for it, I'm going to stick go. with this one in. The second one, I'm going to bring that one back. All of our day ones know this music. This was our original entrance music, uh, intro music for the pod a year ago. Best or most popular wrestler of the year. Nominees are Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns, Rhea Ripley, and L.A. Knight. Kind of surprising a little bit. And the winner of the most popular wrestler of the year, with 46% of the vote, Cody Rhodes. And the reason why I say kind of surprising, not that Cody won, Roman was the bottom vote getter at 11%. On here, L.A. Knight and Rhea Ripley were right there. 22% for L.A. Knight. 21% for Rhea Ripley. So kind of close outside of Roman Reigns. Uh, my vote for that award was Cody Rhodes. As much as I wanted to go, honestly, Roman Reigns, and we kind of can talk the reason why I didn't after you guys give who you voted for, uh, Cody had a, a tremendous year. And kind of thinking back to 2023, some of those shows that he was by far the most over person on, and it didn't matter if it was a promo segment, if it was a match segment, whatever it was, he was the reason why people were in the building. He was the reason why people were tuning in to see what he was going to say or what he was going to do. So I give it to Cody. Now, if it wasn't for the full 2023 and we went back half of 2023 numbers and I think people would be a little bit different. I would have absolutely leaned toward LA Knight on that. But uh, I think I think our our listeners 
got it right with having Cody Rhodes first, LA Knight second, and then Rhea Ripley third. Still one more for Roman. E, let me ask you, who did you have and what's your thoughts on uh, those percentages? You know, of course, I voted for my main man, Cody Rhodes. The brother brother. from another mother. Yeah, the brother from another mother. Of course, I voted for him. I mean, he, over the course of the year, has built fan by fan. He's going to these arenas and he's worked hard, right? He's one, he has, what, one of the highest match totals of the year. He's put in the work and it's genuine with him, right? The love that he has for wrestling, his story, the investment is something that anybody can invest in and understand. And there's a realism to what he does and it comes through on the screen. And that's saying something considering, you know, he hasn't really had a great story to sink his teeth in to probably for multiple reasons, you know, but Cody, the man, um, I'm surprised Roman Reigns even had 10% to be honest with you. I think I'm about to start getting hot already. Let's go. I did not pick Cody Rhodes for most popular wrestler of the year. And the main reason was because I had to go back and think about the word popular. And actually, I'm going to say this was a very, very, probably the hardest category for me to choose from. But when I went back to look at the definition in the Merriam-Webster dictionary for popular. <laughs> there you go. I, I, it said I had head to do buns. It. <laughs> it, had, it, said, <laughs> it said liked by most. And you cannot tell me that L.A. Knight this last year has not been the most popular wrestler. Everybody want to say, yeah, everyone say L.A. Knight. All of it. He had it rocking. He had people doing LA night chants at Mania night one and two because he did, he wasn't there. So for me, if I had to go through the traditional popular word, I would have voted for Roman because if I asked my mom, do you know who Roman Reigns is versus do you know who Cody Rhodes is? She'll know who Roman Reigns is, but I can't go off of that. So I'm going purely off of the hot, the hypeness. And I, I felt that with LA night. To give some listener comments on twitter our guy ryan shout out to ryan with the uh hey, parallax effect podcast we did his podcast back in september we are going to bring that back in january we talked about it on his pod we were going to do a watch along for the iron man match of Shawn michaels and bret hart i haven't seen that match in over 10 years maybe over 15 years radiza never saw it e, you talked about it back then you ain't seen it in a while either i think it was completely overrated hype and Ryan thinks it's one of the best things in the history of the business. We are going to watch that and do a, a watch along and we'll probably drop that maybe the second or third week in January. So stay tuned on that. But he said, this should be Roman hands down, but Cody has maintained his momentum since joining WWE LA Knight with the meteoric rise and Rhea has been rock solid in, including improving her promos. So there really isn't a bad answer on this list. I do agree with that. Um, our guy, Eric, at Mr. Mom 76. I'm picking LA Knight as the most popular. Hey. The merch numbers don't lie. Didn't he have three or four of the top five shirts at one point? Which he did. 100%. Uh, our guy, Marv Ranger. And this is somebody that I was really like, we completely didn't put them on. But if we're talking the full year of 2023, we couldn't put him on here and take one of those four off. And that's Jey Uso. And he said Jey Uso, and it's not even close. I would say maybe right now in this moment, if we want to have that conversation, yes. But if you're talking about the entire 2023, that's really, really hard to take either Rhea off, 
or I guess maybe Roman because Roman, yeah. LA Knight and Cody has to stay. I really thought Roman deserved more than 13%, even though I didn't vote for him, just because if you think about all of the storylines from the bloodline, he's the catalyst. He's the reason why you tune in and we're invested. And yes, Sammy played a part. Yes, the Usos played a part. Yes, Cody played a part. But at the end of the day, it's still Roman. Like the majority of that is Roman. So, but to what everybody's kind of saying, like there really wasn't a, a bad answer on there. So, uh, once again, congrats to, to Cody, forty-four percent of most popular wrestler of the year. Uh, next, I'm not, up, I'm not mad at that. I'm still, I'm still riding dying for LA Knight in this category, uh, but I'm not mad at that. That was this one was a hard one. The reason why I didn't go LA Knight is because I remember where he was in January. Rest in peace, Bray. And we wanted more from him. And then he kind of wasn't on TV leading up to Mania. He wasn't on the Mania car. He was still bubbling. We wanted him. But he was nowhere near as popular at that time as Cody Rhodes was and is now. So for me, I had to X him out just because of that. And that's going to be a trend. That's going to be a trend of my most of my answers. It's not about who's been hot the past couple months. Yeah. We're talking about this is a year. These are year-end mm-hmm. awards. These are people yep. who've been for a past year putting in work and doing that thing. There's going to be a couple of nominees we're going to have on these lists that, you know, recency bias. We could say been doing great things for a past couple of months. We talking about a year, y'all. And Cody's yeah. been laying down thick brick, thick brick. Woo! All year okay, long. what are we talking about here? Oh, <laughs> Don't start that. We usually get into the OnlyFans part toward the end. We're going to mess around in this podcast early for y'all. I'll just be talking to y'all. I'll go through the whole list myself. My bad, y'all. Rhodesia, uh, tag team of the year. All right. I'm about to get hot again because we didn't have a team on here that I wanted, but let's get to our nominees. We have KO and Sammy. We have FTR. We have Judgment's Day. Judgment's Day, Judgment Day, Finn, Balor, Damian Priest. There you go again. Callback, right? For last episode. And lastly, we have the Usos. And on my record over here, it shows that our winner, and this was super duper 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 close, might be the closest of all of them, is KO and Sammy. My numbers are showing they won with 31% of the vote. Matt, if you can confirm that. Let's see here. 31%. That is, is it accurate? Is that 100% accurate? It is. 31% of the vote for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And you have Usos coming in at 28%. <laughs> the Judgment's Day, <laughs> Finn Balor and J- Damian Priest is at 24%. And again, FTR at 17%. So again, this is probably was the closest one person vote could have changed all of it. And let's get to it. Damn it. Let's get to it. I let's voted for, it. I voted for my judgments days, <laughs> Damien priest and Finn Balor. And I'm going to tell you why KO and Sammy y'all had a wonderful moment when it came at WrestleMania night one. Wonderful. Bravo. And I felt that I got the goosies and I remember living in that moment too. But something that Finn Balor and Damian Priest has done this whole year after they won those belts, they just ran rapid on SmackDown, on Raw, going back and forth. We saw them all the time, every day, holding nothing but gold. Every time you saw them coming in, the, the epitome of a tag team. We're going to go ahead and we're going to, I'm going to jump in when you're getting hurt. I'm going to run interference where you're getting hurt. To me, they completely 
was a, a tag team for me. Before I let y'all two go, I wish we would have had Chelsea Green and Piper Niven on here. Even on the first Chelsea, um, Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville when they first won it. To me, I really thought that they encompassed that same thing as a tag team. They were really the only women tag team in WWE. And, and they were makeshift in the beginning. And they still came together and they made it like a really solid group. And I really wish we could have put five or six nominees on here, but we're only stuck with four. So let's stay there for a second, Ishan, and then of course chime in too. So we this was a collaborative effort with the three of us with the nominees on here. And we talked, hey, is there anybody that has to be pulled off? Is there anybody that has to be put on the list? And Rhodesia had the tag team. She had Chelsea and Sonya. And you guys all know we are huge fans of Chelsea Green on this pod. And I looked at that and we she didn't have the Usos. And I said, look, we gotta pull off a team. And it's probably going to be Chelsea and either Piper or Chelsea and Sonya because the Usos have to be on here. And Rodiza responded and she's like, I don't agree with it, but I, I'm not going to fight it. And my argument to her was Usos held the undisputed titles for the first part of the year. They main evented night one at WrestleMania. You have to include them and you can't put a team on that hasn't even had a few worth having a meaningful ple match like for me that alone was okay well we got to pull them because you can't pull okay on sammy you can't pull ftr and judgment day has done incredible work all year I and mean, maybe maybe we could argue damian finn but even damian finn i think are, are way above uh the women's championship situation from 2023 ishan what's your thoughts on we us having to pull off the women on that and then of course you know, who you had voted and what you thought of uh, the people's vote on that one. I was going to let her have that win. I was going to let her be the 1% that would have voted for that tag team. Because there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell. So out of line. And I don't think think anybody else would have voted either. Hell no, I wouldn't have voted for them, goddammit. They took... Chelsea took the 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 funk off the women's tag team. Now that's true. Go ahead, sorry. That is true. Hey, you know, look, I'll... I feel bad sometimes when Matt be going at his, his poor wife for some of her takes, man, but that was a bad one. Um, Not at all. And, and, and look, and Are as you serious? I said, and as I said, yeah. we got to, yeah. when we was going through this, we got to do a better job with this recency stuff. They haven't had the titles. They didn't have the titles that long. We're talking about a, the entire year. But they made it important, though. They made they it make, important. It wasn't well, that to important. To me, they sorry, did. They made it. They made it. Absolutely. My love. They, they took Chelsea. They Chelsea, Chelsea, don't forget, okay. Piper was out for like look, over a month, right? Okay. Look, so when, when we say when we say Chelsea, at one point Chelsea was a tag team champion. That's tag team remember? of the year, not, not hey, tag look, team. And, and, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Like they need to keep. I love me some Chelsea Green. They need to continue to have things for her to do on that show. Yep. Um, as a personality, as a character, for her matches. So I have a I have a line I say with something is it's okay, right? Her mm-hmm. things are fine. A lot of her matches are not fine. And then a lot of those tag team matches were not fine either. There wasn't, outside of Chelsea Green, there wasn't really much with their tag team reign. In a lot of ways, it's forgettable. We're not going to remember it in a couple months, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I love that you love that tag team, but it, the 0.1% was what we would have gotten if we put that vote Well, on I would get a full 1% because it looked like 29 people voted. So I actually would have been a lot more than 1%. Matt, e, who, who did you uh, oh. who did you pick? 
I went Usos. Um, I just thought that they're um, for a good part of the year they were very powerful. I thought they were just the best tag team in all of the worlds. Right. I got to get on the plural thing too, man. I think it's something we do in Detroit. We add them plurals to everything. So I ain't going to knock her for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Usos, I gave them, uh, they're my vote um, because they would just match after match, banger after banger. Um, and then plus they had that great match with their cousin and their brother. Right. Um, one of the better finishes, surprising finishes. I just thought they had a great run for the year. Um, Finn and Priest. I think I think they would be number two for me. Just again, it's more recent. They lost the titles a couple of times, and I just don't think they had the run like the Usos had as far as mm-hmm. match quality and storyline. Just for me. So I remember when the Usos, when we came into Mania, and again, this probably had a lot to do with Sammy and KO too, and how much we were behind them. I wanted the Usos to drop the titles. I wanted to. I'd never found myself saying that I wanted Finn and Damian to drop the titles. Not yet. And then for me, that was the that's the bigger difference. That's the reason why I didn't vote for the Usos. The Usos had it for a long time too, though. They had it for a long time. And don't yeah. forget, you wanted them to lose the titles because of the story, the beautiful story mm-hmm. we got of Sammy and the bloodline at Rumble, and then Sammy losing to Roman at Elimination Chamber, and then Sammy and KO getting back together. Remember, they were beefed out for months before that. So yeah. that was the perfect story for you to want. Like if anybody was still cheering for the Usos unless you are just the biggest bloodline fan you got tattoos all over the place or you're Samoan I don't know how you would have wanted the Usos to win that but uh I was actually in the minority on this I was in the 17% of FTR I voted FTR and it was strictly because of the matches that they did um in 2023 they had arguably the one of the matches of the year two out of three falls on collision with Jay White and Juice Robinson uh they showed up and showed out at all in just, I mean, we know how good they are. I don't have to go over the matches, but that was who I went for. I want to win judgment. Quick, Day if, we have... had, if we had a, if we had a group of the year, I would have went judgment. Say, Day. Like I, faction of the year. Definitely. They would have, and it would hands it, down. Yep. Yeah, it would have been just like CM Punk, you know, surprise of the year. CM Punk winning hands down mm-hmm. judgment. Day would have won group of the year, hands down. Yeah. And I think that's why we didn't do that one because outside of bullet club, like, I don't even think we could come up with four that even have a shot of beating Judgment Day. Nope. What were you about to say, Rodeja? On the FTR one, am I mixing my years up when they went against the Briscoes? Was there a finality in 2022? Or was that this year, in January? 2022. If I'm oh, not okay. mistaken. Unless, okay. unless, no, because Jay's been gone now, I think, for a year, right? So it couldn't have been this year. I, I thought it was at the, either the, the turn in the year or at the end of the year. And uh, last thing real quick on FTR. I f- they would have been higher for me if I, I feel like creatively they blanketed them for much of the year. Right. Like something they'll have a couple of hot matches and then you wouldn't hear from them for a while. And then you, they'll pop up again. I just don't feel like they were put in a position to, to fully showcase their title runs. Mm-hmm. And for me, KO and Sammy. Like, I was with you guys as far as wanting them to beat the Usos. Magical story, great st- storytelling. Um, but then, after they won, right? I don't know if uh, Matt was watching NWA like that back in the day. It's almost like when Sting won the World Championship for Ric Flair. Like, everyone wanted Sting to beat Flair. And then once he got the title, it wasn't as satisfying. It's and that's not how what. I kind of felt like it's not what. KO and Sammy yep. was. Like, it's 
their title reign after the fact wasn't as important as them winning. And I felt like Usos were important their entire reign. Magical story. And then I feel like even, you know, with Priest and, and Finn, uh, I feel like their title reigns are a little bit more important than Kayla Sammy's were. But, hey, that's why we put this to a vote with our fans. They mm-hmm. chose who they wanted to win. So, and, and I think, too, with the – and that's a great point with KO and Sammy. And it was – you brought up creative with FTR. It was a creative with KO and Sammy. After Mania, it was – it felt like now what? But then they kept just going against the Judgment Day every damn Monday Night Raw. It was a main event somehow of the Judgment Day and KO and Sammy, albeit a tag match, albeit a singles match. You know, it was just – that was it. And they just ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it until they, they dropped the titles. So, but yes, but everybody on there, once again, shout out to them for being on there. Top four. But, but even four, like when, you, when we look at this tag team, even us, the three of us is similar to what Twitter is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much anybody to grab that category. And none of us have the same answer either. No. So, so wonderful tag team divisions yep. in. The WWE we see here. <laughs> uh, all right. Are we that's ready? A shot. Yes, that's a shot, though. Go ahead. <laughs> Next, we have our breakout wrestler of the year. Our nominees are L.A. Knight, Tony Storm, Swerve Strickland, and Trick Williams. And our winner of the Breakout Wrestler of the Year with 52% of the votes. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that one was that close. Like, to me, yeah. Like, like, I mean. I'm surprised that okay. one was that close. Little insider. I didn't vote for my categories until, like, one. it said one minute left remaining for me to vote because I was kind of torn on a lot, all these topics. This was the one that Boom. I was able to hit right away. I'm willing to challenge anybody. Breakout wrestler of the year. LA Knight absolutely killed it. He came out of nowhere and made something. Made himself completely relative. (laughs) Relevant? He made himself relative. Is this geography class? He made himself (laughs) relative and relevant. Okay, Mr. LA Knights. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but again, these other people on here, we have Trick Williams. Again, he's a breakout for NXT. I know um, he kind of made a comment that is developmental, and that's a very valid point. So, But again, to me, I still thought that he was worthy to be on this list. Again, Swerve Strickland, again, making nothing out of something, and he is relevant and relevant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, And Tony Storm, again, she has nothing but, but the, the skies to go for. I think she's going to be doing this for a very long time. She's just finding you, her group. You can only win Breakout Wrestler of the Year once. So she One is time. not winning in 2024. Uh, 52% LA Knight. 27% Swerve Strickland. 15% Trick Williams. 6% mm-hmm. Tony Storm. Aishan React. And, and to pull you back, we almost forgot about LA Knight. Sure did. We sure did. Happened. We sure did. I don't know how, it's I don't like, know oh shit. Happened. It wasn't yeah. until earlier today. I was like, I sent them a text. I was like, hey y'all. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we forgot yeah. LA Knight. I forgot. Who yeah. do we have? Who was our fourth? Oh, y'all oh, oh Tiffany. 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 Y'all went oh, Tiffany, Tiffany Strap. Yep. Tiffany, yeah, mm-hmm. they, Tiffany they were passionate about having yeah. Tiffany on the yeah. list too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as and I Barbie put LA, killed it. And as soon as I put uh when Suzy put LA Knight on that list, I had to check him. Because I'm like, of course. Yeah. Like, right? Because all almost similar to Cody, he has 
organically built an audience in a fan base for himself. Um, mm-hmm. Fans wanted more from him. We wanted more for him from him for a long time. The company finally put him in position, and I feel like he delivered. And almost every opportunity that he that he that he was put in, I think he had a great match with uh, Roman, and I'm looking for an even you know bigger year for uh, 2024 for him. So. Um, as far as uh, next Swerve Strickland, I think he was right there. I, for me, if mm-hmm. Ellen wasn't on this list, that's who I would have uh, voted for. I think he's another guy that I think he, whoever is running, you know, AEW Creative, you know, if that's Tony Khan, of course it is. I feel like he made them use him. He for sure. With mm-hmm. his talent, his creativity, his wrestling ability. He forced a case for him to be heavily used on those shows, and he has grown so much as a performer right in front of our eyes on that television scene. I mean, and it's been a consistent thing all year long for him. Um, I know you guys are really passionate about Tony. I love Tony, too. I think she's one of the best things on AWTV. Um, you know, Swerve, Christian, Tony are like some of the must-sees on AEW television. It's that for me, you know, she's only been doing the this character for a few months if she had been she had a longer resume of this character and longer success i definitely would have chose her but for me you know you look at la night a swerve uh strickland like the work they put in all year i feel like it'd have been a slap in the face for us not to vote for one of those two men given the amount of work that they put in just because tony's hot right now now i hope that tony can continue this character and add some layers to it you know going into next year um, but right now, I feel like it's L.A. Night. Whose time is it? L.A. Night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt like we had to put Tony just because of the work she did. It's like one of those where you know they're not going to win, but you still got to recognize mm-hmm. them. I do wonder, though, if we would have taken Tony off and put Tiffany Stratton on there, if she would have got more than 6% of the vote. Maybe not, because I don't know where you would have pulled from. But 6% is pretty low. You know, like Mm -hmm. Swerve getting 27%, yes. Twick Williams is an interesting one because I think that could be a little bit of recency bias. Because Tony has been doing her thing in this role, in this gimmick, in this character, longer than the elevation of Trick Williams. Mm. Not really. super hot right now. No, no. I think you guys really started getting hot on NXT more recently. But this story with Carmelo... And the uprise of of Trick has been going on. This storyline with Trick and Carmelo has been going on for a long time. And it has, but but I'm talking about it, where they're you know they're singing his song when he comes out that type. Like he hasn't been this hot. Oh no, he's no, like, it's, it's it's been a it's been a it's been a it's been a slow uptick. This mm-hmm. he he's been mm-hmm. on the rise for a long time. Now, I think that Tony's popularity has come kind of more out of nowhere, more so the Trick. Trick has been slowly building fan by fan for a long time and his ring works be getting better match by match he's had a year um it's just that again he's doing it on a smaller scale than tony storm is for instance like you no know, tony storm is, is is head of her division she's the champion um but trick has been doing it for a long time over that, on that brand i'm gonna bring it up now even though he said it under mvp of wwe casamigos poppy our guy on twitter um he wrote in and said Dirty Dom under MVP of WWE. And my response to him was, that's a great call. Uh, he could have cracked the top four in a couple of categories. Actually, I said couldn't. I meant could have. 
this was the category that I felt was perfect for Dom breakout star. But once again, if we're looking at the four people, if you listen to Eshan, okay, we could have pulled Tony Storm off. But Dom turned heel last September. This was already kind of in motion. Yes, yep. he was nowhere near as hot at the end of 2022 as he is right now at the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. But LA Knight's got to be there. Swerve's got to be there. And I really think Trick has to be there. Now, maybe you can argue and say you could put Dom over Trick or LA Knight, and I wouldn't fight you on it. But you mean, he no, no, one- you mean Trick and Tony. You mean Trick and Tony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but he's one that just didn't crack the, the top four. Hey, that's, that's not a bad tag team name, Trick and Tony. <laughs> oh, oh wait, oh, wait, oh, wait! I know, we just, I know, we, I know, we just got past the tag team. I gotta bring it back. What about the back and rack attack? Back and ass? Yeah, they were no. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. We talked about it then. Like that was it. Liv Morgan, Raquel. That was a makeshift Rodri- team. Rodriguez, it was. And they were, they were, yeah, they were all right. You know, like yeah. Back- but, you know, I don't remember now, though, Matt, going back to your Dom. I think I actually nominated Dom for Breakout. Because, you know, the thing about a Breakout, I don't think it necessarily has to be somebody's... I feel like it's their year where they took... Because in wrestling, there's levels to it. Right. And I feel like it's that when they broke out to the next level of their character um, or, or a specific scale on the card. And I think Dominic was that i think from an in-ring perspective i think it's when we for me for as a fan i thought from an in-ring perspective he really broke out he became a yeah like i I think it was a couple years ago um cody and dom had a match and i think that you know matt you were saying that match was just was there or wasn't what it needed to be i feel like if they had another match i think they may have had another match this year i think you say the opposite um dom has had great matches with dragon lee he's had a lot of great matches with a lot of different people and and I'm not a trained eye on ring work, but I listened to like a lot of better wrestlers talk about Dominic. And they said in a lot of those matches, he was leading those oh, yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. Now I, I can't see that with my eye. I'm not trained like that. But what I'm hearing from these veteran guys is he's leading these matches and they're really darn good. And from a character standpoint, he knows exactly who he is. He's a true heel in every sense of the word. For me, he broke out as a performer to be one of the potential next top guys. Now, so now would you put him over LA Knight? Right. I, I would put him over a trick. I would still go LA okay. Knight Swerve. Now. Okay. Okay. So you would put that three. Bring up what you brought up yesterday. You actually wanted Christian in the breakout of the year. And my argument was no, he broke out like in 2005, whatever it was. And you were, <laughs> and your response was to this level. And I understand what you mean, but like I said, for me, when I see breakout, I feel like, hey, this is their moment. This is the first time we're seeing them in a different type of light. And yeah, you can argue and say Christian's doing the best work of his career, but man, he's been a world champ in like Impact, and he held, he held the belt in WWE back in the day. He was with Edge and Christian. So kind of just talk about that a little bit too, of why you felt like Christian could have been in the breakout of the year category. Yeah, you think about, you know, Christian when he came back, right? He, how long has he been at AEW? Just, just off real quick. A few years now. At least Wait, three. Two? No, two at least three. Yeah. Yeah. Three? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's been there three years. And I remember when he first got there, um, I think that, I don't think any of us were hot on Christian being at AEW. No. no. Right? And I think for maybe his entire run with Jurassic Express, it was okay. 
Like, right? But this version, this heel version of him has taken him to another level to where he's not just a older wrestler that came back. He's actually somebody that you look forward to seeing every single week. This version is a version Mm -hmm. that I don't think any of you guys have seen him portray, right? This is almost an entirely different character. Um, And he's a must-see and a must-watch on that program. I feel like he had a breakout year from a character perspective. He is somebody that anybody will, will want to see. We're gonna, we got a couple categories that we're going to mention and talk about Christian, but I feel like on the microphone he's broken out, from a character he's broken out, from a storyline perspective he's, he's broken out. Like, he's must-watch TV. And for me, breakout, it doesn't always have to be a new wrestler. It could just be somebody that's just, who just shattered the ceiling and went to another level for me. So with that being said, could we have put Cody Rhodes in the breakout wrestler of the year with that definition? Ooh, see now we getting right. All you know, oh, the waters are getting muddy now. He's but already at the top he... level to me. For me as a fan, he's already at the top level. So I, I don't know. He's not breaking out for me because he's already at the top. So okay, last gotcha. year like twenty twenty two, absolutely right. We were doing this twenty twenty two, absolutely. You know, because I didn't. As much as I love Cody, I had no idea. That he will, he could, he'll be the number two guy in WWE. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I knew he'd be a top guy, upper mid card. I mean, not upper mid card, upper guy. Like I figured, for me, I figured he'd be like a Drew McIntyre, somebody who's Same. always in the conversation. Same. Same. You know, somebody yeah. who could or, win. Or before maybe this year, the Seth Rollins mode. I, I, I stopped myself saying Seth Rollins. He's another. You know one, what I'm saying right? though? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody uh, who's yeah. not going to really main event at PLE. If you got Roman over there or, who, or Brock or whoever else may be the big person, but he's yeah. somebody that, you know, is going to move numbers. They're going to, you know, do what they need to do, but never at the level. Anybody who said that when he signed back to WWE, they thought this from Cody, no. they're lying. They're, Not they're lying. me. Yep. Yep. I never saw like in 2022. Absolutely. He would definitely will qualify for me when I think about this character. I mean, there's a uh, award. What do you think, Rhodesia? I mean, I, I'm LA Knight was hands down to me. Like I said, this was the only category that I had where I was like, okay, let me, I have a one minute timer and get an answer in. And it was no thought. It was LA Knight completely breakout. He was nothing and he became something and he put himself at the top of the card. Um, real quick thing on Christian, he signed AW in 2021. So depending on what time of the year. Oh, okay. So yeah, then, okay. That's what I, when I said three years, I was like, okay, I could be wrong. It was fall of 2021. Yeah. Yep, fall yeah. of twenty twenty one. So I mean, I I like what you're 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 thinking there, e as far as breaking out to that next level. But yeah, I think that then it just means. Then what about Cody? And then what about somebody else? Or if they hell, we can get. Why well, I keep calling her Ember Moon? Um, Athena. Athena. You know, it could be a breakout too. Of course, not to overtake LA Night Spot, but we're just There's talking about lot, it can get really. If we were in, a, we we tried to keep it to. AEW proper and WWE yep. proper outside of like trick because if we wanted to like open up the floodgates mm-hmm. we can argue a few people in NXT we can argue a few people oh, in Ring of Honor hell we can argue a few people in Impact for yep. some of these but then you're talking we wanted to keep it to four but that also shows the health of the business where you're talking right. the majority of these uh, categories nominees we could go six seven deep eight deep and mm-hmm. it, it would be fair it's, we're in a good space all right, e, you got a promo of the year, the best talker in the business. Who you got, man? All right, guys. So for promo of the year, the nominees are MJF, 
CM Punk, Christian, and Roman Reigns. And guys, this was a close win. Mm-hmm. But the winner of the promo of the year, Christian, Christian Cage, was Just 43.8% of the votes. Nice transition, Matt. I voted for my main man, Christian. And here's the reason why I voted for Christian. When Christian talks, I stop what I'm doing and I listen. He's very engaging. And the one thing I love about Christian Cage's promo is because he's he's a heel and he's being a heel on the microphone. You know, Christian Cage is he's entertaining. All right, some of the things he says, they they are funny. But they're funny and you know you shouldn't be laughing. It's kind of like that bad mm-hmm. little boy, right, that does something or says something. Like, right, and it's rude, it's nasty, but you kind of chuckle a little bit, but you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey, you shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Don't 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 say that, right? That's Christian Cage, right? He's humorous, he's entertaining, but he shouldn't be talking the way he's talking. He shouldn't be doing the things that he's doing. And for me, that makes a great heel. And and the fact that he's taking care of business by playing his role while doing it in such an entertaining and engaging way, it made me vote him hands down. Um, Second would have been MJF, right? Because MJF is always... He's the new CM Punk in a lot of ways, so he can lay a pipe bomb at any moment in time. I'm actually kind of surprised, and even though I did vote him on the list, was Roman Reigns at 34%. I didn't think he would be that high and beat out MJF and CM Punk so mightily. Uh, what do you think, Rodija? I was going to say you hit the nail on the head as far as how I feel. I, too, voted for Christian for all the points that you said, Eshan, and just going back looking, hell, since this year last year and a half christian has always hit he didn't have misses so every time he got on the mic you're like oh this dude is out of line this dude is hilarious you laugh every single time i don't remember misses from him there was misses on mjf mm-hmm. you know hate me for saying that there was sometimes like uh okay where is this going punk well we already know that i already had an issue with punk whole situation right before he left aw and with roman reigns completely surprised that that's many people voted for him to be promo of the year one he he hasn't been there so i don't even know how many promos he's had to even be in the category but overall christian hands down because he doesn't miss when he when he picks that mic up and that's so rare for somebody to be it's almost like john cena and rocky like reminiscent for me like you just give them a mic no matter how long it's been no matter what hey you got to go out there and, and sell something to somebody and you're like okay yep i'm buying it that's a very rare gift to have. And that's why I picked Christian as my promo of the year best talker. Okay, he's never been this good. That's good stuff. I did not pick Christian oh. on this one. I did not. I actually took Roman Reigns on this so one. So tell me, why you pick Roman? And this is the time where out of all the votes, this is the only vote where I put on my analytic business cap. Roman Reigns is the only person on this list that has talked people in the building. CM Punk would have, but CM Punk, outside of his first promo when he got back, the first ever collision in July, and then the promo he cut a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, that's really it for for Punk. To your point, Rhodesia, MJF has had a, a few misses on the mic during this FaceTime. I was the one that was asking for MJF to turn face. I'm glad he did it. 
I'm ready for it to be over now or whatever. I'm ready for the next chapter in MJF story, which hopefully comes here Saturday at world's end. And then we see it next week. Um, but he's had a couple misses, but when he hits, he hits. Christian is awesome. We know that the, the entire thing of fathers being dead. When you hear that, now you think of Christian, like he has yep. cemented that in our brains going forward. But that's the reason why I picked Roman. I go back to thinking about the work he's done even mid-match. We can't forget his incredible performance in the Rumble at the end with Sammy and the you do it. No, you're going to do it with the chair. We can't forget about the lead-up to him and Sammy at the chamber. We can't forget about how he smoked Cody on their first interaction in the ring leading up to Mania. We can't forget about some of those duels he had with L.A. Knight. Like, we did, we can't forget that. Now, yeah, I know he hasn't been there, but I'm just looking at it. If I had to pick somebody here, that's, I'm going to say, I'm going to give him a microphone, and I need people to buy a ticket after he's done or she's done, if we had a, a, a female on here. Punk would be number one, but he's been, he was gone the majority of the year. Roman would be number two for me. So now that Punk has been gone the majority of the year, Roman goes one. Um, Christian would have been two. MJF would have been three. And MJF's issue was strictly a volume perspective out of those four he probably cut more promos than all of them combined probably in 2023 so it's it's a volume piece for me on that but that's why i think a lot of people went with roman uh because that's close 44 percent to 34 Mm percent is pretty close i could have sworn mjf would have gotten more yep and then i think people thought the same about punk like eh, he just got back i thought the same thing that's why i actually wanted to put Roman on the list, I nominated him for that very reason. He's not he doesn't cut many promos, but the ones he does, I mean, they're all they're all home runs. Mm-hmm. They they do the job. They're they're engaging. Um, and, you know, they're you wouldn't think that Roman would be a uh, witty promo guy, right? Because he doesn't seem like he's trying. Like and that's the one thing. It's a slight maybe knock against MJF. I think that sometimes he tries a little too hard yep. for the zingers mm-hmm. for, and for the one-liners, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Roman does it, too, and it comes off so much more natural. Authentic, like, right? right? You, it feels like exactly. he's just talking. And, like, and MJF's misses have been when he's tried to get over um, certain sayings with the crowd where he mm-hmm. is completely just feeding way too much into the crowd. Mm-hmm. Those have been his misses where you're like, all right, man, like, everything you say doesn't have to be a catchphrase. Like, yeah. Right. We can he's get had those with his, some of his heel promos too. It just seems that MJF just tries too much to nail those zingers. Whereas when Roman hits them, they kind of come out of nowhere and you don't really expect it to hit. But for me with Christian, you can put him, he's, he's been, they've been putting him on the show almost every week just to cut a promo. And he's delivered every single week. Like I wonder, could Roman for a year put in that type of work that Christian puts in week in, week out from a microphone perspective. Not, not under, not, uh, not under this character. He can't. Nope. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not shying away from Christian. That's wholeheartedly who I want there, but you just made me think about the Roman line. I'm gonna teach you what your daddy didn't get to teach you. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And he did it. The and he did daddies. it. The thieves is daddies. I just found out. Think about it. Yeah. Christian want to be everybody's daddy. Yeah. 
Roman Reigns hit him with the, I'm going to teach you what your daddy didn't teach you. Daddy is the thread here. Hey, hey he could have promo. He could have promo that little boy at the ringside. You saw that, sure right? Did. Man. Yeah, you see that yeah. One? Where's, where's yeah. your daddy? <laughs> yeah, another daddy one, right? Man. <laughs> he's turning a lot of dudes, y'all. <laughs> one person we didn't put on here uh, that probably should have been, but if you wanted to keep it to wrestlers, was Paul Heyman. He should be on that list every single year. But I, if it's not in ring talent, I get that. Yeah. Uh, but of course, we know the work he's done. The work he did with Cody. Remember that promo with him oh and Cody gosh. in the ring? Man, oh man. Oof. I almost cry. We're feeling for Paul. Yep. Yeah, that was good stuff. All right, we're moving on to MVPs now. Okay. So I'm going to start off with MVPs of AEW. Nominees MJF, John Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and Brian. Danielson. I'm surprised by this one too. I really am. Um, with 41% of the vote, MJF. MJF. Wasn't my vote. I completely understand why though. I get it. I, I, there would be no complaints for me. Actually, there wouldn't have been any complaints of any of those four <laughs> at all. Uh, but I understand MJF. I understand from him working a lot of two matches pay-per-views. Remember, they would have him in, you know, at the beginning or at the pre-show, and then he would work the main event. The work he did with Adam Cole with the bromance was fantastic. Uh, it, every, he's, he's been fantastic. Uh, the only reason why I didn't go with MJF was because if it wasn't for Orange Cassidy, the belt wouldn't mean what it means. And some of those dynamites may have been even more rough than what I already thought some of them were. He was like a staple on Dynamite. We could put Orange Cassidy out there to start the show hot, give him 15, Bingo. 17 minutes, and he's gonna, they're going to kill it, and we're off to the races for this show. Um, he was able to main event with Moxley in All Out because of the work he did with that belt. And remember, that was when Punk was supposed to be there going against Starks. Like, and for you to be able to put that match in there, and by the time that show was over, that was one of the best pay-per-views of the year. But you were like, that match should have main evented. That's a big deal. That's a really, really big deal. That's like WWE having a main event of the IC belt for a show. Um, so that was why I went with Orange Cassidy, but no complaints for me with MJF getting 41%. Orange Cassidy had 34%. Brian Danielson had 16%. And Moxley only had 9%. That's a little surprising. Um, Brody, your thoughts on MJF? Who did you have? And then, of course, the numbers. What do you think about it? On paper, I guess if you're going to look at the MVP of AEW, you would have to go with the heavyweight champion. So I get that. MJF was not my vote. I, too, went with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy single-handedly set the tone for Dynamites every single week. They started off playing his music every single week. When he dropped the title, he still didn't take a vacation. And he came back to work. That guy was an absolute workhorse. He made that title mean something. Again, and that's why I completely voted for Andrew Cassidy. Now, for Brian and John, I'd have thought that those numbers would have been flipped. I'd have thought maybe Moxley would have had 16% and Brian at 9%. But I guess this work with Brian and his one eye and this um, Continental Championship tournament, I guess maybe that's getting a lot of attention there for him too. But overall, guests can't complain about MJF. But I do think that Orange Cassidy won that. And I just wish more people 
Agreed with me. For Brian, don't forget to the storyline with MJF. Yeah, yep, there you're the right. Iron yep, yep. match. Forgot about don't that. Forget yep. the work he did with Claudio mm-hmm. and Will Yuta for their group. Um, so th- there, there's there's a reason why. And then you can but, just look at and say, if, if had, but if you also want to say just from a backstage perspective, if he is one of the head guys for Collision now, hell, he's the one that uh, <laughs> you let the internet tell you he's the one that fired Punk to his face. I mean, you got to get him out of here. Of course he didn't do that, but he was the one that made the phone call to him or the text message, whatever it was. (laughs) So you could look at it that way too. But you also can't take away the contributions of John Moxley with all the blood in this 2023 year. 85% of the blood that we saw on AEW television and (laughs) pay-per-views is by the hands of John Moxley one way or the other. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, for me guys, um, it was a toss-up between MJF and uh, Orange Cassidy. I ultimately voted for Orange Cassidy. Uh, just for uh, just out of respect for the work he did in the ring. You know, he really made that that international championship important. And that's a, that's a hard thing to do in AEW. They have a thousand titles, and I don't think any of them really mean anything outside of the world champion MJF holds because it's the world championship. Um, you can't, outside of the international and world championship, you can't tell me what the rest of those titles mean in the in the hierarchy of the, of that company. And Orange Cat just from a workforce has really done great things. Um, I thought about um, voting for MJF, and I see why he won. I mean, he ninety like all the storylines run through him. Yeah, like you talk about we're storyline guys and character guys, and he he is the character, the story guy for that company. Um, and I, I think he's done the best he can do. I think that the, 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 the run he's had as a face has been underwhelming only because the creative hasn't been there. And I think he's doing the best he can with the creative. I know he's probably heavily involved in that, but I think that he needs a better team around him to kind of help focus some of his ideas and whatever they're trying to do. Um, but I think from a character standpoint and just a overall story standpoint, he's been the MVP because he, that's what he's, he's doing. Moxley, Danielson have been there from, uh, you know, they have some great matches, but shit, who else? Everyone in AEW can give you a great match. Right. You know, like, right. Yeah. I think that MJF carrying those storylines is something they desperately need on that show. They need somebody who can, who can do that. And I think for somebody like Orange Cassidy to really elevate a title means something. So those were my guys. And um, that's why I chose um, Orange, just because I think the man, you know, it's, it's hard work making. You know, the the thousand one title means something in that promotion. He's another one if we wanted to put him on breakout of the year. You yep. could have made an argument as yeah. big as he was in twenty twenty two, nothing like twenty twenty three. Uh yeah. Eric on Twitter said Orange Cassidy made the international championship mean something in his first run. And my argument was it was a top belt in the promotion at one point. Yep. Uh Tyler, our guys from Gimmick Infringement, check them out too when you guys get a chance. Uh, he kind of did a twofer here, so I'll give, I'll give a statement here. We haven't talked about match of the year yet, but he led with saying MJF versus Danielson got my vote. Uh, then he kind of started talking about this here, and he says, I know it's grown stale, but I think Max really put the company on his back this year. To me, the mic skills plus in-ring combo is unmatched at the moment. So he voted for MJF, which once again, no complaints for me with voting for uh, MJF for MVP of, of AEW. For sure. All right. Uh, now we got MVP of WWE. 
Ishan, what you got, man? All right, guys. So our next award is MVP of the WWE. And the nominees are Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Rhea Ripley, and Gunther. And guys, with a 30% win goes to Seth freaking Rollins. Shocked. Personally, I was shocked. No, yeah, I didn't vote Shots for that. Shocked or shocked? Shocked. I didn't vote for that. S-H-O-C-K-E-D. Um, Exclamation point. Yeah, I didn't vote for him. I, this Seth Rollins character hasn't been for me. However, I get for some, he is one of the best workers in the world. He could arguably be the best worker in the world. So I get that. You know, he's the, in that company, he's the only, you know, world champion defending the title. So, I mean, that means something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I ultimately went with Cody Rhodes just because, again, I mean, you know, he's a baby face. And he is moving merchandise. You know, I know he fluctuates in the top, you know, one to three or whatever the case may be. But that just shows you how hot that promotion is and how many guys they have at the top that he can continue to be in that conversation. And I think that from a storyline perspective, he hasn't really had a great story that he can sink his teeth into. I mean, he, of course, he had the Roman story, which is great. And he had a nice run with Brock. But after Brock, he's kind of just been floating around, just trying to stay above water to the next big thing. And we don't know, we don't know what that next big thing is. We're hoping is the road leads to Roman and Mania. But we haven't seen that yet. We haven't, the stage hasn't been set just yet. Um, Gunther, Definitely, you know, the IC champion, he's definitely done a great job elevating that title. I mean, he might be the second best champion in all of wrestling um, this year after uh, Orange Cassidy. Um, and Rhea, she's just been so solid, um, just from a storytelling perspective. I mean, she's been all over Raw, um, very charismatic. She shows up on NXT, does her thing. When she shows up on SmackDown, she's doing her thing. And this is a woman. She reminds me, I haven't seen a woman that's this over. Um, since I think China, and, and actually, yeah. I would take Rhea over China as far as a woman that transcends transcends that division and means something. I'll take I might take Rhea, but maybe not. Well, yeah, I mean, if you remember, China was there would be no Rhea if it wasn't for China. So that's mm-hmm. that that's a big difference. And China was legit wrestling guys. Right. A different time, yeah. of course, but she was taking stunners on every house show from from Austin. <laughs> Ain't no guy really touching Rhea. I'm still waiting for that RKO from from Randy. Hey, so was May Young too, by the way. You know, man, May she Young. She sure was. Man, shout out to the legend. Rest in peace, May Young. For Rest sure. in peace. Um, Rest in peace. Interesting because everything you said was right, and it's funny because this is one of the categories that got the most votes, and this is really close. Thirty percent Seth Rollins, twenty four percent Cody Rhodes. 28% Gunther and 18% Rhea Ripley. Again, we could argue any of those four are the right answer. I think the reason why I was surprised is I just thought Cody was going to win. I voted for Cody because of how popular he was. And if I looked at him, when I say most valuable player, right? Meaning, in my opinion, if I was to pull this player off of the team, who's going to hurt worse? Like, you know what I mean? So. If I pull Cody off, is business going to hurt worse than if I pull Seth off? And for me, it is absolutely Cody Rhodes. If you if 
God forbid Cody was to get injured again this past year, we would see numbers drop much more than if Seth got injured, God forbid, and he had to be gone for a few months. That was strictly my answer and my thought process. But I can understand Seth. He took that belt. Mm -hmm. He is legit, if you want to say, the workhorse in WWE in terms of champions for how many matches he's worked this year. Seth has worked the most. Okay, if you want to look at that and say, yep, then he's MVP. Cool. Rhea, you just talked about it. She is bigger than the women's division. Mm -hmm. Cool. If you want to go Rhea, I get that for sure also. And then Gunther, um, Gunther is on a run that we're going to look back at, I think, years from now and say how legendary it was. Has not had a match that was nothing less than very good, no matter who he's in the ring with. All of his matches are completely different than the previous one. You never know when the finish is coming because I don't even know if he has a finish. He finishes people in completely different ways, depending on what the story he's telling in the match. Like his psychology is just so incredible. Uh, And that's why I can't wait until we do get him and Brock. Because you get those two guys in the ring with the way they tell stories and the way they think about the business. Man, oh man. Like, I, I can't wait for that. Um, Yusuf, before I get to you, Rhodesia, if you guys don't know Yusuf on Twitter, hilarious guy. Um, he's a big Seth Rollins fan. And I'm guessing when he voted, because once again, I didn't look at the numbers when I posted it. I kind of just left it until now. I'm guessing Seth was probably fourth, maybe, because he put nobody loves Seth like me with a really sad gift. Uh, and I just told him that he can't handle the truth. Uh, <laughs> so he'll be very happy to hear that Seth Rollins made a comeback. Maybe he created like 10 or 12 different uh, <laughs> accounts and made him go number one. Um, so that was interesting. Brad, uh, another half of gimmick infringement. I got to get your guys' thoughts on this. And let's start, uh, Rhodesia, let's start with your thoughts on this and then your thoughts on the question. And then, E, I want to get your feedback on what Brad says. Brad says, way more Cody love than I'd like. He was a volume shooter this year. But those programs he was in were absolute ass outside of his current feud. Brad was was not. He must have a bad day today. Brad was not a Cody fan of the stories in 20. 23. Hey, Brad, uh, DM me later. We'll talk about this, man. You, are you having a bad day, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> Radisha, what you got around uh, MVP of WWE? I did vote for Seth Rollins, and I can go on a soliloquy for all four of these people. Um, mm. It really just comes back down to what does MVP mean to the person who's selecting it? For sure, Cody Rhodes, again, he's close. He came in at 24%. Rhea Ripley, like you said, she transcends the women's division. I almost sometimes don't even look at Rhea as a as a woman, and I'm not. I don't want to make it sound like anything other than what I'm trying to say. But she makes it like wrestler. She's a wrestler. She's a great wrestler. She's not a great woman's wrestler. She's a great wrestler. She was on again on SmackDown and Raw, SmackDown and Raw, um, with Judgment Day on NXT, hanging with Dom. Again, you look at MVP, who was the most valuable, and to me, I looked at it as again, you held down Raw talking about Seth Rollins here you won they made a championship for you this championship that you built up just for seeing punk to come take it in a couple months from you but anyways you built this and you worked <laughs> tirelessly you know what it is. every oh, no. single day every single week uh, and Gunta holy hell 
the IC championship, I can only imagine this is when it first came out decades ago, what this prestige meant for the IC championship. Again, I would just be regurgitating everything that y'all have said about mm -hmm. all these people. But when you look at Gunther, he's going to finish you with whatever it takes to finish you. And this dude is such a, uh, like a, a monotone man. Like he's just, he's not the super Seth Rollins flamboyant character. He's just this, <laughs> let's get in here. Let's take care of business and we're done. And he still makes that exciting for me. He still brings me in. I'm still engaged. And he has this kind of L7 square personality. So all four of them. I couldn't be mad at whatever person you selected, but I did pick Seth Rollins just purely because he is a workhorse. We talk about Orange Cassidy over AEW. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is that in WWE, and he's been like that for years in WWE, even through the pandemic. So, Love it. Love it. All right, guys. Last three, arguably the most important three. Match of the year, women's wrestler of the year, and men's wrestler of the year. Let's lead off with match of the year. Four options here. Number one, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. MJF versus Brian Danielson, Iron Man match. Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus at WrestleMania 39. And last but not least, Swerve. First hangman in the death match. And the winner is, with 43% of the vote, Swerve When You Drive. Swerve and Hangman death match from AEW. 43% for that one, 29% for Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus, 21% for Omega and Osprey, and then only 7% for MJF, Brian Danielson, Iron Man match. Who wants to go first with the thoughts? I go first. Mine's is simple. I did not pick Swerve and Hangman Deathmatch, although I probably would have, but I thought that it was recency bias, so that's why I didn't pick them. I think just purely off of that factor. Um, and I, I went with Omega and Will Ospreay. Um, that was something to start the year off. That was just, you. It, it made me feel so good to be able to see Kenny Omega wrestle again like that. And to go against Will Ospreay, who I feel is one of my favorite wrestlers, too. I think they would have got more of the votes if maybe if it wasn't at Wrestle Kingdom and, and if everybody, the mass, would have been able to see that match. Um, I just remember going away from it. I was like, nobody is going to be able to, <laughs> to even hold a candle to this match this year. And that was in January that I said that. Um, but I can't hate on the swerve and hangman. Being hung and you're the hangman like i mean just everything about that one and what led up to it we talked about that slow burn of them feuding and how i would have been whipped his ass the moment i saw you on site mm. but what we got as that payoff in that match i cannot hate on the that getting 43 percent of the vote um but again another category where all four it was almost like you just had to flip a coin <laughs> and like okay i guess i'll go with this one I gotta tell you this. Uh, this was an easy one for me. I didn't really go back and um, add matches to this one, but um, match of the year for me just isn't about the actual moves or the match quality. If it was five stars or anything like that, it's about the culmination of storyline, character investment, and outcome of the match for me. Is is what if it's match of the year? And so for me, 
was Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus a great match? Absolutely. But I wasn't mm-hmm. really invested into the outcome of that match. Like, right? Like, with Gunther, Drew, or any of them could have won that match, so I would have been just fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a L from a storyline perspective. I think that someone should be rooting for someone and rooting against somebody in the match for it to really be it. The MJF and Brian, I mean, was that a great match? Uh, you know, we can go back in time. For me, like, I thought that setup to that match was was clumsy. Remember, they had the, yeah. the Jericho, you know, gauntlet matches to where they kept recycling that same storyline where, you know, you knew Brian, he had to wrestle like 15 matches. And for me, there was yeah. no question that he was going to lose any of those matches. Like, right? And just the, the, the storyline going up into that match was clumsy. It wasn't great to me. So at the end... I would have been fine if MJF would have won. I would have been fine if Brian would have won. I, I just wasn't invested in the story going to that match. But I do acknowledge it was a great match. Um, Osprey and Omega, now they did have a story going into it, right? It was years in the making. It was, a, but just for me, um, you know, I know it, the story. This wasn't really hitting. Didn't really hit the way that Swerve and Hangman hit for me. Um, you know, I definitely was invested in Swerve from a character perspective. I want to see him go to the next level. But also, that storyline made me care about Hangman, which I didn't. I had no mm-hmm. investment in him as a character um, before that feud. Um, even, we talked about it, Rhodesia mentioned, there was a point to where, you know, uh, after Swerve visited the, the baby's room and, and tossed a shirt, you know, a, a loose shirt in a, in a baby's crib. You know, you never do that. Like, you know, I, like if I saw his ass the next time I'm seeing, I'm not <laughs> lacing up you no know, boots and putting on my wrestling gear. Like, no, man, as soon as I get to the arena, I'm waiting for the arena. I got a pipe or whatever, and I'm going to do something to you as soon as you roll up. It's going to be a problem. But what I got was a nice little promo right before the match when Heyman kind of redirected. And then I've never seen this um, from any match to where we don't get interests from both characters into the match. When Heyman just skipped his entrance, he just ran in the ring. He got him some. And as a dad, as a father, you hey, you got somebody, you know, invading your house, coming to your child's room. I'm not waiting for my music to hit. As soon as I see this dude, I get the opportunity. Like, right? I'm running in there. I'm doing my thing. And then lastly, for with that match, I mean, I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to put it this way. The visuals of seeing Swerve Scott hang Adam Page was spectacular to me. Just that visual moment was like wow, which for um, me came in second to Adam Page drinking Swerve's blood. Hey, you know, here, here's here's one thing I will say: I missed that part, which I'm glad I kind of did. I think that kind of would have <laughs> ruined a little bit to me. I might have turned my head at this. I don't know. I, I missed that part. Um, that's nasty. But, I would never forget that. But never forget. What a great man. match! What a great story with those characters. And to your point about um matching the sense of urgency. One of my biggest issues with WWE for years was somebody would lose the title or they got jumped the previous week or something dastardly happened to them, typically with faces. They would come out and do their entrance as if they just won the title in the main event of WrestleMania and WrestleMania was the night before. And it used to bother me so much because these are... This is supposed to be riddled in realism. And if you're telling me that this person just got jumped or they just lost their title or whatever happened to them, 
They should not be coming out smiling, still hitting their pyro. No, they should be heading a beeline to that ring, mm-hmm. getting on the microphone and saying what they feel. And we got that with, with, with Swerve or with, with Hangman that night. Um, I said when we broke down that pay-per-view that whatever you want to call that match, if you just want to say it's a death match, if you just want to say it's just brutality, whatever it was, that was the best thing I had ever seen of that. And I still stick with that. You guys broke it down. I'm not going to break down actually anything because I'm about to move it on to you guys. I actually voted for Omega and Osprey though. Because for me, when we talk about match of the year, it is uh, just a certain feeling that you get. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked your breakdown of, for, for you, it's, it's the build up to it. I completely understand that. Um, but for me, it's the feeling I get when I'm watching it. And when I watched Kenny and Osprey, knowing what New Japan was before the pandemic, before AEW, what they are after, Osprey is your top guy. Kenny is should be AEW's top guy. He's coming back home because you can't beat me. I'm coming here to take what's rightfully mine. And for them to go out there and do what they did, Rhodesia, to what you said, that was the Kenny Omega we've wanted in AEW since the beginning of AEW. We saw glimpses of it. We know he was hurt, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, in January, I was like, I've already probably seen my match of the year. And I loved all four of these matches. I thought you could argue that MJF Bryan was the best Iron Man match I've ever seen. For me, it was. Uh, Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus, we were in the building for WrestleMania. And I just remember watching this and just saying, like, damn, this is a work of art. Mm-hmm. You know, so you guys, you guys got it. Uh, loved it. Loved all four of those matches. If you haven't seen one of those, please go out of your way to find it. Because you would be pleasantly surprised with those four if you've missed it. All right, Women's Wrestler of the Year, Rhodesia, it is on to you. All right, so for this year, 2023's Women Wrestler of the Year, we have Rhea Ripley, the EST Bianca Belair, Jamie Hayter, and the man Becky Lynch. With 69% of the vote. The winner is Miss Rhea Ripley. Don't think it was any doubt. <laughs> I don't think that should have been like 85%. But to be fair to the other um, nominees on this list, we have Becky Lynch coming in at 20% of the vote, Bianca Belair at 8%, and Jamie Hayter at 3%. Um, looking at Bianca and Jamie, I probably would have been like, oh, they should have got more than that. But when you step back and look at it, no. Rhea should have gotten 80, 85% of that vote. So the numbers to me make sense. Uh, well, I don't again have to belabor this point. Rhea's been on every single show, every single week, doing this, doing that. She has transcended the whole women's division. I look at her as just as a, a great wrestler, not a great woman wrestler. So overall, she could be on this list and the other list. <laughs> what about you, Ishan? How do you feel about this category? Who did you pick and how do you feel the wonderful fans voted? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Rhea had a year. Um, superstar. Um, you know, she could have won a breakout, I guess, in a lot of ways as well, right? Just how she transcends that, that division, um, you know, and huge Bianca fan, but it was, it's no question. I, mm-hmm. I, the only question I do have is I wonder how higher Jamie could have ranked if she had, if she didn't get in. That's the conversation I want to have. Like, That's like, the she, conversation I because, because I almost kind of feel, I, was, I almost don't remember 
her run almost. She it's, went out in May. You remember? So she she won the belt last November in 2022, um, at Full Gear, I believe it was, and then she lost it at the pay per view. Where remember she didn't even work. I think she worked. It was like a 90 second match. Her shoulder yeah. was completely jacked up. Um, yeah, Rhea Rhea has it, and it's funny too because if you think about it, this is not a good title reign either. Like she was dealing with her knee you know, situation, and she hasn't really defended her title that much, but she's just been that much of a imprint on Raw, and with the Judgment Day, she absolutely deserves it. But that's what I wanted to get to. Because uh, Jamie only had 3% of the vote. Bianca had 8%, Becky had 20%. I don't think there was anything more Becky could have done. She was in a three, four month storyline with Trish. And then after that, she won an NXT title and did some really good things there, but I mean, she was pretty consistent on TV. We, we can argue and say maybe she shouldn't been feuding with Trish that long, but it is what it is. They end up having that fantastic steel cage match as their blow off of, of their uh, feud. But the Jamie part, I would love to know what the plans were for her because I think if somebody watched both AEW and WWE equally, the way she was heading, I think there could be an argument made that she would have won that award. Hmm. I guess we'll never know, though. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the world would never know. But shout out to Rhea. Hey, I don't think many people, as we can see, 69%. And I love that number, too. 69. Nice it's job. about that time nice of the show. show. Nice job. You know it's about what that it time is. of the show. Eshan, the final award, my good man, Men's Wrestler of the Year. All right, for Men's Wrestler of the Year, the nominees are... Cody Rhodes, MJF, Gunther, Orange Cassidy. And our winner with 47% of the vote, Gunther. Wow. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> wow. Gunther, our IC champion of WWE, has won. The TFW Men's Wrestler of the Year. And we just put him over to the moon. That? We just put him over to the moon, right? So it makes sense. I'm going to pass you guys. Sense. We just think about that. I, I, don't, I was going to pass to y'all too. <laughs> I don't... I get it. 47% Gunther. The numbers are interesting though. 47% Gunther. 24% Cody Rhodes. 17% Orange Cassidy. And 12% MJF as Men's Wrestler of the Year. Now... MVP and rest of the year is two totally different things. When you talk about rest of the year, that's probably a combination of everything is how I would take sure. it. Sure. Promos, believability, look, all that, right? Skill set, match quality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have a problem with Gunther at all because we just put him over. What I will say, though, is I didn't vote at all on that because my wrestler of the year was not even nominated, did not make the cut. <laughs> Who's your wrestler of the year? And my wrestler of the year is Will Ospreay. Mm. And it is by a long shot. For me, nobody even came close to Will Ospreay. I said it when we left Bound for Glory in October. Will Ospreay has to be the first wrestler to have match of the year candidates in three different promotions. New Japan, AEW, and Impact. Never have seen anything like that before. And who knows we'll ever see anything like that again. But 
for me, that was my wrestler of the year. Uh, and I can't wait to see what he does in AEW come next year. Hopefully they do him right and treat him as a big deal as he is. But yeah, so that was who I, I, who I would have voted for, but he didn't make the cut. He was also right there at five or six, so he just didn't make it. So Rhodesia, uh Gunther is our TFW Men's Wrestler of the Year. I mean, again, I was just surprised. I think I was just more shocked and surprised by the percentage. He almost doubled Cody Rose. So to me, I'm like, yo. But again, if you look at it, Men's Wrestler of the Year, he he still has his IC championship. Longest reigning IC champion ever, right? I think ever. And I love that because <laughs> that just shows that. Shout out to you guys, everybody who voted. Thank you for voting. But that shows the intellect mm-hmm. of our listener base and our Twitter fam and followers. Because if they didn't know what they were talking about, it would just been Cody. Right. Cody right. was the MVP. He's mm-hmm. a B. But no, we're talking about wrestler of the year. Gunther has had better matches than mm-hmm. Cody has. Now, Cody matches haven't been a slight at all. Fantastic match with him and Roman at Mania. Minimally, two out of three matches with Brock were extremely strong. You could even mm-hmm. go maybe three out of three. I'll go probably two out of three. Um, he had a you know, decent match with, with Dom at a PLE. But if you're looking at wrestler of the year, I think they got it right. I think so, too. Now, looking at it like this, I voted for Cody Rhodes. And the only reason why I voted for Cody Rhodes is because it was almost kind of like the MVP and the men's wrestler of the year kind of was like a toss up for me back and forth. Of Again, Cody Rhodes brought this shot in the arm to WWE, even though it was going to go that way. It was trending that way. H took over the books and he's sending that way. But when Cody came back after his torn peck, he just revitalized a lot of that fan base. They're singing his song. Um, and it's not just singing a song to 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 put themselves over, but it's more like you could feel the passion there. So that's the reason why I went with Cody Rhodes for for wrestler of the year. But talking this out loud, seeing this, I mean, my mouth dropped my when I saw this right before you announced it. Gunter, congratulations, my man, because again, I guess I can't complain about that. I gotta tell you guys something. So I I was kind of torn on this one. Um I picked Cody. Okay. Sorry, I had to cut my throat. Uh, I picked Cody. Um, they're definitely, I understand Gunther. Because from a match quality importance and what he's done with the AC title and the sheer consistency of him throughout the year, the amount of matches that he's done on television at POEs is outstanding. That's why when you know we talk about a guy like Will Ospreay, I don't feel like he even comes close. I mean, yes, he's had a couple, he's had a couple great matches, but I gotta tell you something, guys. Like we can, you can, y'all can miss me on those match of the years, because anybody can do a match of the year, especially in AEW. I think it, when you can actually drive and elevate a title or a division, that means something. And when you can do it consistently on primetime TV, week in and week out on live national TV, that speaks something else. Until, like, guys like, you know, Will Ospreay, until he gets to, like, an AEW, and he's able to do this from a storyline perspective, from a character perspective, and he can elevate a division, he's not going to be in my men's wrestler of the year um, category by any means. Um, Gunther did that. Um, I voted for Cody, but, you know, that's why, you know, me 
Brad and I, we got to talk. Um, Brad and I got to talk. Um, <laughs> Brad, you know, over there. But here's, here's, here's the thing. I, I, I said it earlier. After that Cody thing, I mean, after the Brock feud, he didn't really have a feud. And he kind of just floated for a long time. Now, I, I personally believe that, you know, there was something that works with him and Bray. God rest his soul. I think that was the next thing for him. And when, you know, Bray got sick and, you know, his ultimately, you know, ultimately he passed away, I think that kind of left uh, Cody in limbo. So he kind of just floated for a good mm-hmm. part of the year, right? With kind of no direction. Um, MJF, I just think creatively... Ugh, you know, like from a story perspective, I think he could have. I think we expected so much more from him, right? Mm-hmm. From his face run, we could say a lot of different things might have you no know, shortened that. Orange Cassidy, same thing with the uh, with the international championship, but just from a, a true, you know, elevation standpoint, just from a body of work, man, Gunther really did a great job. He really did a great job. He's just not one of my guys right and that's but, why that's why it was hard for me i, I can't deny what he did though his yeah. work he put in this year was you you, you mm-hmm. see it you, you you hey i didn't vote but i can you can see it i think the other thing that's not lost on me and it shouldn't be lost on anybody else too Rhea won women's of the year gunther won men of the year both at one point was on the outs with vince mcmahon Woo. and here we are into 2023 Woo. Woo. Under new creative leadership, top of the food chain. Incredible. So he, so he, what you tell well. me is that when we get rid of bad creative, <laughs> it elevates the talent. <laughs> so we got one guy out of the way to elevate the entire promotion. Man, we need to get not, one more guy brother, that's out of coming. the way, and we're going to get some guys elevated to the next time. That's what you're saying to me, right? Tony Khan is not, not going to be head of creative at AEW. All we can hope for in 2024 is he releases some of the reins and maybe has a there booking committee that can give there him some go. ideas. But they said he has some people, but we know that that has been their biggest miss in 2023 was cohesion in storylines and making TV shows matter. Pay-reviews have been stellar. Got to get that TV right week in and week out. Because, you know, you said something, and actually, I was going to say it. I had, like, a I, for our next show, I had a couple of taglines I want to talk about for some categories. And one of the things I wrote down was, let talent be talented. And you said mm-hmm. it the other day. You know, like, that's one thing that Tony does do. He lets the talent be talented, right? Especially right. in the ring. Like, he gets out of the way, and they do their thing in that ring. Um, but the, the next step, it has to be um, this creative. It's like, 2024 has to be a big year for them creatively. Um, and I can't wait to, for us to talk about some of the people that chose to step away from the business. And hopefully um, they put some people in place and more others that can kind of continue to elevate that brand. But yeah, great year yep. in wrestling, guys. We can hit that next week because there's definitely some uh, conversations to be had on that. Uh, Rhodesia, let's do a summary. Let's summarize the votes. And then uh, I have a couple of miscellaneous, just real quick things I want to hit. Uh, and then we can wrap up the best of series for TFW wrestlers of the year awards. You gonna play me some music? Uh, yeah. What would you like? What type I, of music I like, would you like? No, let's play. Let's play that that soul seductive one that you've been playing. <laughs> right. Yeah, give me the warm fuzzies inside. <laughs> All right. So this is the 2023 TFW best of 2023 series part two. 
So most popular wrestler of the year is Cody Rhodes. Tag team of the year, KO and Sammy. Breakout wrestler of the year, LA Knight. Yeah. Promo of the year, Christian Cage. MVP of AEW, MJF. MVP of WWE, Seth freaking Rollins. Match of the year, Swerve and Hangman, Deathmatch. Women's Wrestler of the Year, Rhea Ripley. And Men's Wrestler of the Year, Kunta. Congratulations to everybody nominated and all the winners. Yes, of all the winners of all the times. Uh, my quick shout out, miscellaneous. Number one, Mercedes, uh, when she went to New Japan. That was also in January. That was a big, big, big deal in the wrestling industry for someone like her to leave WWE on her own and go to Japan to fulfill a lifelong dream of wrestling and working in Japan. We got to give that just a just a, a notice, right? Uh, and then you look at Trandy going to Impact, where she can and will, she'll be back in WWE, but uh, Bridges and Burn in WWE. She could have went back if she wanted to. I'm sure AEW would have loved to have her, but she felt like Impact was the right spot for her at the time, and that's where she went. I love to see that. We were able to see her return in Chicago um, and be there in person, so I love that. And then just from a personal perspective, um, being able to be in the building for two guttural, visceral reactions this year, uh, one being WrestleMania Night 2 with Roman and Cody, being able to experience that. And then fast forward to Survivor Series here just a few weeks ago and being able to be in the building for not only Randy Orton's return, where we thought he may have to retire, but CM Punk's return to WWE after almost a decade. To be able to be in the building and, and experience those two items uh, is like something that you just don't forget as a wrestling fan. So I just wanted to shout those out. Uh, you two, y'all got any miscellaneous shout outs before we get out of here? My shout outs don't compare to what you just said there. Those are like two go ball memories right there. Um, I just wanted to give props maybe to Deanna Perrazzo. She held the Impact Women's Championship, that division down. Um, every time that I got to see her this year in this series of Bound for Glory, they call it like the Spring Series. Um, she's always showed out. I can't wait for wherever she signed to next. I, I don't know if that's come out yet, if she's going to stay in Impact or if she's going to come on home to WWE, but she held it down. So just bravo to her for having a wonderful year. Too. Yeah, some, I heard uh, she did a brief snippet of an interview I heard with uh, Sean Sapp, and uh, sounds like she had conversations with WWE. And so uh, I'm not sure. Sh- sure that's going to lead her to sign there but i am looking forward to tna i'm uh, coming back in 2024 so um more great wrestling i hope they you know discipline with that production um you know they just uh signed the grizzled veterans yeah so they did that's that's pretty cool so looking for some big things in 2024 more great wrestling for us to enjoy and that is what it's all about of course radija ishan thank you guys for rocking this podcast all year long Thank you to everybody that has listened, that has liked, that has subscribed. If you have not done that, please do that. If you have uh, sent us a comment on any of the social platforms, positive or negative, we love you. We appreciate you. As I always say, 
best kept secret in wrestling podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, tell a family member. That's freaking wrestling. 2024, I guarantee you big things coming from this podcast here. We will be back on Sunday, which is uh, New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve. Right? So yeah. we got one more show of 2023 before we get into 2024. Probably breaking down AEW's pay-per-view and uh, some other really, really cool things. So until then, thank you guys once again for listening and watching. We will see you guys next time. Peace.